praise the Lord, we're able to do that this morning. Uh, Victor, don't even sit down, brother. Come on up. Victor Cariotti. Victor mom is, Victor's mom is uh, our children's coordinator, but uh, Victor's unique character in himself. I have an opportunity. Actually, I didn't even get an opportunity this year, but I previous year I spoke uh, where he goes to school and and uh, what a joy Victor is in my life as I see a young man growing up so and a mom and a family dedicated that but Victor uh, submitted to the waters of baptism and Victor congratulations bro. God bless you God bless you Victor has quite a testimony of that uh, that day as he had a conversation with his mom, and I'm not really going to share it with you right now, but just ask him about it. You know, Victor says, I feel a little different. Praise the Lord. I feel a little different. Uh, Georgette Botter. Georgette uh, has had a lot of exciting things happen in her life. Recently married. Recently married to uh, Mr. Bob Botter back there. I've known Bob for a long time, and Georgette not so long, but uh, Georgette also submitted to the waters of baptism. Congratulations, young lady. Get a testimony? Can I put you on the spot? No? You don't have a testimony? Oh, she got a testimony. I can't put her on the spot. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I tried. Uh, William Todd. William Todd Jr., actually. Praise the Lord. William as well. Committed to the waters of baptism. Congratulations, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord as well today. Uh, Dan is gone today. He is in Haiti, so remember him in your prayers. Uh, Denise is at uh, Harbor Fest. She'll be speaking there today. Uh, remember her in your prayers. Uh, but I tell you, no less important are those who pick people up and bring them in because that's a ministry in itself. Amen. So, so keep those for safe traveling mercies and wisdom and, and uh, that we become uh, not tired of well-doing, amen? Because it is a challenge to pick people up and to bring them in and to wait upon them. And sometimes they don't show up and they show up late. We all know their stories. But, uh, but praise the Lord. So I just say that as a reminder to those who reach out and pick someone up to, that uh, as we're doing that, there's... That is just as great of a, as a ministry as bringing forth the Word of God. You have a captive audience in there. How we respond and how we react to their questions and circumstances really is an indication of who we are in Christ. Amen? So we need to remember that. Let's, let's not think of someone who is doing those things or any less than, than those who, uh, who are preaching and ministering in the church and who are speaking because we speak to those God has brought before us. Amen? Joanne does a lot of that. Praise the Lord. Uh, Jeff and Melissa do a lot of that, picking people up. And, and so many others. So many others. When trouble start naming names, you forget somebody. So one other thing, our summer fun days are coming up. It's August 18th. It'll be here at the church. It's actually 16th, 17th, and 18th. It's the backpack giveaway. As they've already given you those announcements, we have letters for businesses. Um, if you would like to... Uh, to ask a business for donations or certificates or however they choose to donate to their community through this church, we have letters for those. Uh, they're yellow, they'll be out back. I ask you if you 
If you have a favorite pizza shop or you have a business that you frequent or you have uh, uh, somewhere where you may have some influence, if you'd like to ask them for a donation for the backpack giveaway through this church, you can take one of those and, and make sure you follow up with that. The address uh, where to mail them is on there. A phone number is on there. Uh, they're going to be in the back corner of the sanctuary here. So I don't know. I guess that's where he's putting them. So praise the Lord. If you need one and you can't find them, ask me. Amen? Uh, at this time, the children can be dismissed. We are thankful for the children. We thank you for the children's workers. You know, we talk, talked about the joy of the Lord and, and oh my soul. I tell you, we've talked about recently how John the Baptist, inside of his mother, when Mary went pregnant with Jesus, that John the Baptist leaped within his mother. Amen? That's deep soul rejoicing uh, for, the, for Jesus. Amen? And I can also tell you, as we also sang, I can, I can see the morning light. The morning light is an indication of the end of darkness. The end of darkness. If you've been struggling all night, if you're in a scary place or you're in a dark place, man, how good it is to begin to see the light of the morning. Amen? It's a new day. A morning indicates a new day, a new hope, uh, a light when we can see with our eyes, though we've been struggling perhaps spiritually but yet the eyes begin to open and we begin to take the light of the lord in amen the joy of the lord caused john the baptist as a baby inside of his mother to leap with joy as the spirit uh, in the you know uh, revealed to him that jesus was there even as jesus himself was inside of mary amen the joy of the baby inside uh, leaped uh, uncontainably uh, so i tell you today that we can be joyful and we need to be joyful not in all circumstances, but to give thanks for them because we know God has a purpose for each one. Rather, we've chosen the circumstance and it takes us to a dark place, uh, but yet, remember, if the Lord allows it, uh, there, there's nothing so dark unless we refuse to see the light. It is the morning light, amen? God is using every circumstances for every, uh, to build us up, not to tear us down. Praise the Lord. Remember to pray for Joan. Uh, little Joan jumps around here uh, she is sick. Uh, she's been sick for a little while. Uh, Mom and Dad are home with her, uh, Joan Wilder. Uh, so they need our prayers as well. Um, praise the Lord. Let me open in prayer today. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. I thank you for each individual here. Lord God, I'm thankful for so many choosing Grace Point Church. But Lord God, I, uh, that is immaterial as much as, Lord God, as we choose you today, Lord God. Lord, you've already chosen us, and Lord God, it's because of that that we, can, that we have a choice. But today, Lord God, we choose you. Lord God, we choose to be in your presence. Lord God, we choose to, to know more of you today. Uh, Lord God, we choose to be less of us and allow more of you to be in us and work through us. And, and Lord, uh, that which is in us will come from us. So, so Lord, use each one here today, I pray. Lord God, we do lift up Joan. We do lift up... Um, uh, those who are ministering today, Lord God. Those who are out in the world ministering today. Those who are ushering. Those who are teaching. And Lord God, those of us who have come to gather to rejoice in your name. So Lord God, be glorified today. Lord God, we ask that your spirit would continue to move and speak to meet each need. But Lord God, we glorify you for you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. In Jesus' name. Lord, that I would be less of me, Lord God that you might increase. Use this vessel, I pray. Thank you for your word. 
We thank you, Lord God, for all that you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Today I want to talk to you about why we do what we do. I've mentioned it so many times, you're probably tired of hearing, why do we do what we do? And as I was reading the Word, I, I, I see there was a reason why we do what we do. And, and so many times I think, of, as I've asked people, why do you do that? Why do you want to do that? And, and we think of that in a chastising thing. Why are you doing that? You know, why do you do what you're doing? But today I tell you, it's not a chastisement, it's a question. Why do you do what you do? And I think that today, we when we're done, I think you're going to understand that why we do what we do is just as important as what we do. Perhaps even more important than what we do. Why is that? Well, we're going to get to that. Today I say to you that, that what we do for Christ is the main thing. Number one, that we're doing it for Christ. And that's really not a point, it's just a part of the message. But I tell you, what is your motivation? That's the question. You know, I, as I hear people, sometimes I think we do it for the thanks. Oh, I, I do so much in the church, but I never get a thank you. I do so much for people, and I, and I never get a thank you. So we can be in our, an old twisted mind, begin to think, do I do what I do for the thanks? <laughs> Does that make sense? I think sometimes we get to thinking that. Man, I do, I do so much, and I never get a thanks. A little thing, a thanks, a, a verbal thing. Sometimes just kind of flippantly sad, but do, do I get a thanks for, for many things? And, and it, is it sometimes is it for the pay for those who are getting paid to do ministry? I think, you know, and I deal with many and staff not here, but in Watertown and in our network. And, and, I, and I sometimes see that people get tired of doing what they're doing. So I ask myself, why do they get tired of doing for Jesus? Why do they get tired for Jesus? And I asked them and they said, I do it because I love the Lord. And I really asked myself, if we are, if we, if our, what is your concept of love? We know that Jesus is the ultimate love, amen? But today there are so many definitions of love and extensions of love. If, it, if I do it because of my love for the Lord, then, then I have to look, is my love perverted? Is my, is my love a little twisted? Do I have a misunderstanding of what love is? I do it because I love the Lord, I've heard them say. Do I do it for the position? Do I, do I serve the Lord? Do I do what I do for the Lord that I might be seen as, as the disciples wanted to be seen at the right and the left hand side of the Lord? Oh, look at who He is in the Lord. Look what she is doing. Seems like valid questions to me. I've heard it said that I've worked so earnestly and so hard, but yet I'm unappreciated. I, I never get a thanks. So is it for the appreciation? Is it for the thanks? Is it for the position? Is it for the pay? Is it for the notoriety? Why do I do what I do? Is it for the love of the Lord? See, I tell you today that I've heard many say I feel used in the church. Not necessarily here, but I've heard it because I've been in churches for, for 20 some years. And I, and, I, and I talk to people, and for some reason people talk to me. I don't, I, praise the Lord. I, don't, I didn't think I was that likable person. Maybe I just got big ears. I don't know. But praise the Lord. I feel used, and I think we've all felt used in our service unto the Lord or unto people. I think we've all felt that we heard that burnout word. Burnout. I've seen many kind of wilt and burn down uh, in the process. Do we judge them for it? No, we ought not to, but I tell you, 
You see frustration. Frustration in those who are trying to bring someone to the Lord, yet they don't come. Never seen the fruit. We plant lots of seeds, but we never come to the point of picking the tomatoes, so to speak. Ever plant a bunch of tomato plants or peppers? Man, the pepper plants, I've seen them that tall and not give a single pepper. And a little thing, it's a little straggly man will have peppers the size of them. Well, maybe not my head, but size, it'll be big. Bear big fruit on a little stalk. Why? I've heard many say I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. And I'm not telling you today that we should ever truly be satisfied where we're at, but yet we should find a, a degree of comfort where we're at, knowing that we're working for the Lord, doing as the Lord calls us to do. Never satisfied with, in knowing that there are more out there. We, there's more who need it, but yet we have to come to a place of peace and joy, knowing I'm doing where I am uh, for the moment for the right reason. And that's the reason what I want to talk to you today, the reason. If you ignored... Do I just go to church to work? Ever feel that way? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Don't raise your hand. But I'm telling you, there's probably no one who's ever served in a church without these questions asking themselves or, or hearing it from somebody. And man, who am I to address these things? But I think sometimes the, the elephant in the room needs to be addressed. Amen? Because if we, it's all about what we do. Why do we do what we do, though, is the question. You've heard me say, why do we do what we do? And I don't know if I've ever preached on it. I think perhaps we all have done these things and heard someone say these things. And, and uh, like I said, I've, I've heard them say that I serve because I love Jesus. Man, it seems noble. Because I love Jesus, I serve. Because I love Jesus, it seems to be that I am grateful. It almost even seems scriptural. Whoa. It almost even seems scriptural. Can I tell you today that these things actually come from a freshly, can come from a fleshly perspective? Because it's all about what I'm feeling, it's all about what I see today, it's all about how pe- what people are saying to me. It's all about my understanding and love and my ability to do so. See, it's all about me when we talk about these things. Not that we shouldn't talk about them, but what I'm telling you is the perspective that I have just given you and these things are all about a humanly, a fleshly aspect of serving. Paul's letter in 2 Corinthians reminds the believer that, that we are to be yoked together with Christ and those who believe. Yoked together with them. That means that so goeth they, so goeth I. Does that make sense? If I'm tired of serving them, am I, am, I, am I going down the same road that they're going? We should receive divine comfort in affliction, Ephesians talk, or Corinthians talks about. Man, anybody find divine comfort, heavenly comfort in affliction? It doesn't seem to go together, does it? It doesn't seem to go together. Divine means godly, godly comfort in afflictions. See, that's where really we're talking about a desire to have that relationship such that even in affliction, even though I do feel sometimes these ways, that I can continue to serve through them knowing that 
that there's got to be more than my love. There's got to be more than I'm feeling. It's got to be more than what I'm seeing. And I'll get to make more sense here, hopefully. You know, in 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about a ministry of reconciliation. I have spoke about that. We all have been giving, those who have been reconciled to Christ, those who understand that He paid the ransom for us, each and every one of us, for each who have come to Christ, then we have the ministry of reconciliation because Jesus paid the price that we could be reconciled to the Father, that we could have our name written in the Lamb's of a book of life that we could be forgiven, that, that we have an inheritance, that there's a place built and prepared for us because of those things. We have the ministry of reconciliation between us and, and, and those we have, we have ought against, but also, in a sense, we have the ministry of reconciliation to bring those to Christ who doesn't know Him. Does that make sense? It also talks about 2 Corinthians about generous giving. Man, here he goes. He's going to be talking about money. Well, that's part of it. But really, the biggest part of generously giving is giving of your time and sharing of your hearts and, and, and giving of what God has given us a surplus of. That is far more important than any money that you could give. Why? Because it reaches those who need their hearts soft and who are in difficult circumstances that they, you might have the open door to speak to them about their salvation, about Jesus Christ who loves them more than we even understand about love. Does that make sense in a twisted way? So why do we do this as important as what we do is the message today. What is your motivation? And I want to take you to 2 Corinthians, the only Scripture I'm really going to give you today. 2 Corinthians... 5, 14, and 15. Here's the motivation why we should be doing what we should do. You know, isn't it, isn't it amazing that our God doesn't leave it to our interpretation? Why do I do what I'm doing? Well, here it is. For Christ's love compels us. It starts right out, for Christ's love compels us. Not me loving Christ, but Christ loving me. It's not about my interpretation of love, my twisted or perverted view of love. It's about the love that God demonstrated by the cross, through Jesus Christ, through His calling and through His provisions, and, and through the ministry of Jesus. It's because Jesus loved me that I can do anything. Yeah. Bottom line. Why is that so important? Because it never changes. My love changes for people. Oh, I love them today, but yet, man, they've, they've hit me, they've kicked me, they've beat me with their tongue, and, and they've said all kinds of bad things, or, or they've quit serving, or they've done this because they quit serving. Now I've got to pick up the slack for them. You ever feel that way? We all have. Oh, I'm not saying they don't need a rest, but my golly, because they're resting, I've got to do twice as much. Man, I think we get into that realm all the time. People leave churches. People run from the responsibilities. People say, I'm burnt out because their motives are wrong. It's because Christ loved me that I do what I do. That's unchanging. That is everlasting. That, that lasts through generation, through generation, through circumstances and circumstances. Because if it's not for that, we do grow tired in our flesh. If it's not for that, it's about what I never get a thanks, I never get appreciated, I don't get paid enough. Or, or man, I I got to deal with people every day, and it's never encouraging. I got to be encouraging, but where's the encouragement for me? 
Man, that's selfish, isn't it? That's a fleshly way to think. But we all do it because we're human. We have to admit where we're failing and then begin to change things that are not right, that we get it right, thus that we become energized rather than become demoralized many times. Wow, it's quiet in here. Pastor, why do you got to speak on that? For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. This one is Jesus, of course. And therefore, all died. That means if Jesus died and He was buried and we began to, we began to be yoked with Him, we die to ourselves, we go in the grave with Him and we come back somebody new. A new creation, it says. I spoke about that. But today I'm speaking about it again because it's all part of the motivation. Why I do what I do. To understand that He died and He went into the grave and He rose from the dead. And as He does, as it says, therefore all die, you go into verse 15, and He died for all that those who live shall no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised again. See, the motivation is not my love for Jesus, but Jesus' love for me that took Him to the grave, but the power of God rose Him from the dead. Therefore, through baptism, that is very much what we speak. And, and, and we've already spoke that the last couple of weeks in a sense, but I tell you again today, we must die to ourselves, begin to think, be the transformation, the renewing of our mind, begin to think different. It's not because I love Him, it's because He loved me. And it's proven by the things that He done and still doing. With that motivation, we will quit looking at ourselves so much, the things around us, and the feelings that I'm feeling. I'm not telling you not to recognize the feeling. I'm not saying we don't validate people's feelings. They tell you they're feeling that way. But we need to understand, okay, you're feeling that way. How can we help you to get beyond this to, the, to, to a new place? And we can't do that unless we die first to our own nature. Because if we don't die to ourselves, we begin to look at the one speaking, thinking, I want to do that. And so, so, we, so we leave people behind. We don't do the ministry we're called to. And thus, all of a sudden, hungry people don't get fed. And, and those who are hungry for the Lord don't get brought to the Lord because we all want to do the same thing. We're not all called to do the same thing. We need to go to the same direction, but do what God has called us, looking that no matter whether we get the thanks or not, we're getting crowns uh, to give to Jesus' feet. But if it weren't for Jesus, I couldn't do these things. Because I do these things, it's because of Jesus in me, because Jesus loved me, so we lay the crowns at Jesus' feet when we get there. Does that make sense? They're not our crowns. We're just, we're just hanging on to them to lay them at the ones who crown it belongs to. It's for His glory. It's in His strength that we do it. It's for His calling that we do it. Yes, we should love Jesus. But I tell you, our love comes and goes. we got highs and lows. And man, today love is so twisted that, that I don't even want to go there. What the world may think of love today. It's in the news every day. For the rich and man, they become more famous, don't they? It isn't because of the love as Jesus, the agape love we're talking about. Oh, but they say they loved. See, we can't judge it on our love for Him. What does it say? Because we are convinced that one died for us. Man, what greater 
thing can love prove if one die in our place? Scripture talks about it. There's so much said in these passages. And because we are yoked with Him, we die to ourselves. We, we don't die that physical death. We will all die a physical death. Don't let me get you wrong unless the rapture comes, what we call the rapture. But what I tell you is we become alive. We become transformed. We become renewed. We die to our fleshly self rise a spiritual being and in our spirit we it, it, God's spirit in ours confirms to us that we are saved that we have been loved even though we don't recognize it many times let it motivation not solely be because I love Jesus it has to be because he loved us because that never changes God Christ's love compels us. It's not my love for Him. It's His love for me. That needs to be root of our motivation. When we come to that realization, when we come to that releasing power that that gives us freedom to speak about our shortcomings, Christ's death on a cross, The Spirit confirms that I have died. I'm yoked with Him. But I'm yoked with Him in His resurrection. In the newness. That is never ending. If you leave the grave, could you ever forget it? I ran out of that grave, we say. That grave of our past life. That grave of bondage. That grave of of constant regret that I could have, should have done and received the grace of God. I know a young man that was in a, in a program that I run for years and he came and he knew the Word of God better than I could ever know it because he can remember. And he could quote it. He could tell you where to go, but he never understood the grace and the mercy of God. And one day he took his life. He knew the Word of God. He knew of his love for God and others' love for God, but he never understood the grace. So therefore, he couldn't. It was all about his love for God. And in a weak moment, when because somebody else took their life, but on that anniversary, he took his life. He got so downtrodden, even though he knew the word, even though he knew God, he knew he was saved. But yet, what he didn't understand is the grace of God. Who am I? I, I? I keep failing, he says. Because of the love of God, He gives us grace. The good things that we don't deserve. And He doesn't give us what we do deserve. His mercy. See, not only does He not give us the things we do deserve, the punishment, but He gives us the good things that we don't deserve. That's grace and mercy. Two different definitions I just told you. Give the good things. He doesn't give us the bad. By His resurrection we live. By His resurrection we live in Christ. We live with grace and mercy and understand His love for us. Does that make sense? Grab on to that today. Because it's His love that brings us through. It's our understanding of His love that keeps us from getting ourselves down when we fail. And the world's going to, man, they'll let you know when you fail. 
You failed me. And you're a Christian. Because of His love, His selfless love, His endless love. It's not because of, of our consideration for Him that we serve. Don't get it confused. But as of His consideration for us. Grace and mercy and love. People's needs should provoke us into action. Why? Because Christ loves them. And Christ loves us. Amen? Oh, how could He love that man with that deep sin of theirs? How could God ever love him? <laughs> then we've missed it. The same way He loves us. We want to classify sins. I hear it in jail all the time. Their sin is worse than mine. What they did is worse than what I did. We're united. We're yoked with Christ. So therefore, His desires, His joys, and His reason for doing things should be ours. He did everything He did because He loved us. That's never changed. It's not because I love Him because all of a sudden I don't love Him so much today. I've just been beaten down. <laughs> I've been called names. Jesus got beat, run through the streets, tied to a pole, whipped, hung on a cross. Had to borrow a donkey to get there and borrow a grave to get out of there. <laughs> you think you got it bad? Ain't got anything? See, we're committed to Him because of His commitment to us. We're restored, created anew because of His commitment to stay on the cross till it was finished. Oh yeah, we have to, we have to open the door and let Him in. But the work has already been done on the cross. Receive that, and thus we can receive forgiveness, and then prayerfully because He loved me, I can forgive those who have stepped on my toes. But if it's because I love your, love your enemies. Think about that scripture. Love your enemies. How many want to love their enemies today? Especially if you had to deal with them this morning. Oh yeah, I want to love him to death. I'm going to take him out for he come to Jesus today. But guess what? That's not what it's talking about. We can only do that through the love of Christ who, who didn't punish us all the times we resisted or failed, but yet continue to cry out to us and make it come to the point where we could receive Him and the forgiveness through Him. Does that make sense? His love for us, not our love for Him. Or, or even our love for the neighbors necessarily. Especially your enemy neighbors. We have His favor. And thus He shows up. We have His favor, thus He heals us. We have His favor, thus He, he encourages us. We have His favor, so He gives us brothers and sisters to encourage us. He took the initiative. Oh, we pray, come Jesus, come. How many of us are ready to go to heaven today? If you knew Jesus was coming for an hour, I bet you we wouldn't be sitting in those seats. Some of us would run out of here to tell somebody... But those who truly understand who we are and where we are would be right here hoping that we get in the door in the last minute. Does that make sense? We can know where we're at, that we can tell others, but I tell you, 
When that moment comes, when that sickness comes, when that hour of discouragement comes, where are we then? How many of us even forget to pray? It's the last thing we do. Oh, maybe we ought to pray about this after we've scrambled and shuffled and asked everybody their opinion. And we see how ignorant we really can be. Maybe we ought to take a moment and pray. How many times a wise person has even said that in one of our meetings? Maybe we ought to take a moment and pray. And it usually isn't me. I'd like to think all the pastors said, let's pray. (laughs) I tell you, I struggle with the same information I'm giving you. That's why I'm speaking it to you. It's a struggle for me. I'm not chastising anybody. I'm lifting you up and helping us understand correctly where our motivation should be. For when that time comes, and I guarantee it will come, He sustains and brings us to incomplete. He begins a good work in us. And he sees it to completion. That's His work. Our work is to stay on the road. Two hands on the wheel, stay on the road. That's it. And how little does it take? You know, the commercial with the squirrels up there clapping their hands, high five, and it runs a car off the road. That's how little it takes for us to leave the road sometimes. We don't want to run over the squirrel, the rabbit. But yet we'll run into a tree. Does that make sense? That's, that's our calculation of things. The knee-jerk reaction, so to speak. Wow. I won't run over the squirrel, but man, let me hit the tree at 60 mile an hour. Better be believing in some sort of grace and mercy. <laughs> Amen? Why do we do what we do? Sometimes we don't know why we do what we do. That's why we need to come and speak about it. I tell you today that we have been privileged. We we have been called to be His ambassadors. I tell you today that we have the obligation. The the trouble with the obligation is there again, it it becomes back to us. Do we see it as a priority? Oh, it's back on us again. God's called us. He told us to go. So we are called, we have the authority. He tells us to go, so we have, the, we have the obligation, but yet we think it's a, it's a choice. Is it a priority? We stand righteous before the Lord. If we've come to the Lord and we've asked Him, uh, we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, then we're in a right standing with Him. But do we understand that we've been reconciled, that we've been forgiven, and then not give forgiveness to somebody else? We've been ransomed. He paid the price for us. But man, I ain't willing to to take any mouth from that person that they might rattle off, and then when they calm down, I can speak a little bit of Jesus into them. Who are they to dump on me? Ever think that way? I think we all have. So we dump a little more back on them. We all come out of there smelling pretty bad, right? So we have the divine invitation, guys, led by the Spirit. God has invited us to come. God has invited us to be a part of what He is doing. God has empowered us with a testimony. I was once this. It isn't about that I, we got to claim that we're anything that we're not. I'm a sinner saved by grace. But yet along the way we understand that that someone died for us and we come to understand that I have been forgiven and we come to understand now I'm called to do something with it.
It's not if we're able. It's more, are you willing? Divine invitation. Heavenly invitation. Come. And then he wants us to be a part of the eternal process. That which will last forever. Man, how many would love to build a house that never falls down? Never have to do another thing but just continue to grow and, and bebop along. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. Somebody's going to come along wash your windows for you. Put a new roof on if it needs it. Better yet, never-ending roof. That's what we're all looking for. Give you a guarantee it'll last 25 years, but in 10 years you're fixing it all. And they say, well, it's an act of God. Amen. <laughs> See, the only act of God that we need to know about is His love for us, right. who has given us provision that we would have a roof over our head Jesus never did have. Because you see, it wasn't, it wasn't that which is of substance that he saw was most important. He wanted to go take time and eat. We talked about it last week, him and the disciples, but yet 5,000 people were chasing him around and said, we want you, Jesus. Tell us more. Yes. But yet the disciples said, send them away. We haven't eaten. <laughs> Isn't that like us? Jesus said, feed them. Jesus said, feed them. Because they didn't understand the loaves in Mark 6.52, because they didn't understand the loaves, their hearts were hardened. And I tell you today, if we don't understand Jesus' love, then our hearts will too be hardened and we will turn away and we will become discouraged and we'll hurt more people than we do good. Our motivation needs to be because He loved us. Or He loves us. Let's not even put it in past tense. He loves us. He's alive. So today, I tell you, Jesus loves you, but He loves the sinner. That means Jesus loves you. <laughs> Do you think of yourself as a sinner? Yes. I think of myself as a sinner saved by grace. Amen. Because Jesus so loved me, I need to learn to love others that I might be useful for the eternal kingdom. Right. That which would last forever. It's kind of a little bit of a, seems like a twisted thought, but really it is the thoughts of the Lord and anything else that we think is twisted. <laughs> Does that make sense? Because I love the Lord. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. But guess what? I may not love what He calls me to do sometimes and what He calls me to. But yet, because He loved me and, and has choose to use me for the eternal process, sometimes I have to do things I don't want to do because it's the right thing to do whether I want to do it or not. Which means speak to people and sometimes... To realize that I've done wrong and ask for forgiveness. And sometimes to realize that, that a body is a body and we need all parts. <laughs> and every part functions a little different, but without it, none of it's in harmony. We all need moving parts. Does that make sense? Let our motivation to 
what we do. Why do I do what I do? Because Jesus loved me. That needs to be a motivation. And then we, because of His, understand what love is and His love for me, then we can see that people need Jesus. Right. But we first have to realize I need Jesus. <laughs> and if I need Jesus, as we all do, then we know they need Jesus. That's it. That's the answer. That is the motivation. And He chooses to use us for eternal purposes, that which will last forever. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank You today, Lord God, for Your Word. I thank You, Lord God, for those who are here today, not only to hear it, but, but Lord God, may we have a boldness to apply it to our lives. Lord God, may we not judge one another, but Lord God, look and see the need uh, for Jesus Christ yes. in their life. And Lord God, if You choose to use us as ambassadors, and You have, Lord God, may we do it without selfish ambition. Lord God, may we begin to do it, look to see them through Your eyes. Lord God, not as a dirty, filthy rag, but Lord God, may we see through love uh, of what they can be, even though they may be something else or see something else in them today. Lord, you've prepared us for days such as today. So Lord God, as we've been prepared, Lord God, I pray that we would be that which is taste good to someone else. The Word of God would taste good to them. For Lord God, help us not to put our, spice it with our opinions, but Lord God, may we bring it forth as it is. Jesus loves you, and He wants you to come as you are. He wants us to lay down our burdens. He wants us to come into that yoke with Him. He wants us to die to ourselves and, and rise up new creation, as the Word says. Then we might work out our salvation with fear and trembling. The fear of going on without the Lord. Fear of going on without the favor of God upon what we're doing. And the Father, I pray that you would touch each heart today. Lord, that you would touch each one that's sick that's not here today. Lord, that you would heal them and restore them, renew them. Lord God, renew our minds that we might do a greater work for you. Lord God, may we praise you. And worship you, for you are worthy. Brothers, if you go up, hallelujah once again. I don't know why I love the song, hallelujah. It just speaks to my heart. Louder than the unbelief. Louder than the unbelief. If you need prayer today, as we sing this song, I'm going to ask you to come forward, that I might pray for you. Don't wait for someone else. God is speaking to your heart or someone on your heart or you just have a need. Come forward and allow me to pray for you today. understand that that needs to be what drives us forward not our love for him because our love is twisted our love is limited our love is selfish but yet his is endless his love is pure 
His love took Him to the cross, raised Him from the dead, and He dwells within us today. Amen? Amen. Receive that today. There have been those who have asked for the baptism in the Spirit and we've prayed for them, but I tell you, God will give that gift as He sees fit and when He sees fit. I've heard of people saying, I was in the shower and it came upon me. I've heard of people saying I talked and all of a sudden I, I began to talk in a language I didn't understand. But I tell you, it's the seeking of Jesus and the understanding of His love that will take us to that place. Not a demanding the gift, but receiving the love of Christ. And for the right purpose. Lord, I, I receive Your love. I thank You for Your forgiveness. And as we receive that, we will begin to forgive others. We'll begin to see others through a light that we've never seen before. A light is on the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus shone like the greatest of light. And mighty miracles happened. Elijah showed up and Moses showed up. The miracles of God will show up when we least expect it. When we're in a right standing for His purpose. Heavenly Father, I thank You once again for Your Holy Spirit. Lord God, I thank You for those who say I have the desire. Lord God, You know their hearts. I hear their words. Lord God, we've anointed. We have prayed. We have lifted up. We have come to You with faith, Lord, asking. But Lord God, You are the giver of all good things. Lord, I pray for Your outpouring in this place, Lord God. A mighty outpouring in this place, Lord God. It was spilling into the streets of Pulaski and surrounding towns. Lord God, not that we would be glorified, but You would be glorified. Lord, that we would be given platforms to show and to speak of Your love. And Lord God, we thank You that You choose to use us for eternal purposes. Help us, Lord God, that we would be willing. Help us, Lord God, that we would begin to understand the things of Your Word, but Lord God, to understand that Your promises come with Responsibility. Obligations. Oh, but our hearts be filled with joy. Continue to move by your Spirit. Bless each individual. Bless each household. Touch the brokenhearted. Touch those who need a touch in their body. Lord God, touch those who are homeless. Lord God, I pray for jobs and provision for those. Lord God, I pray that they would... Lay aside any selfish thoughts, but Lord God, that they come to the end of themselves and begin to do all that they can do. Lord, that your promises become true. Not that they aren't already true, but it would become revealed to them. Reveal it to us, Lord God, that we might do greater things. That we would sin less. That we never come to think that we're sinless, but we would sin less. Because your word I've hidden in our heart, my heart. Your promises I've hidden in my heart. And they are such a great promise that I desire to strive toward that mark, that goal. To receive the promises of God. That others would receive the gifts of God. Together we would use them for your glory and honor. Everybody says, Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we lift up the meal as well. We thank you for it. We pray your blessing upon it. We pray your blessing upon the fellowship, Lord God, uh, during that meal. Lord God, we give you glory for it. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you go before us. Bless each family, each individual. 
Lord, may you add numbers to this congregation daily. Lord God, bless those who have already gone and ministering at this point. May there be many workers. May your hand of protection be upon them. Bless their families in their absence. But Lord God, get them home safely. Lord, that we would hear the mighty testimonies of all that you are doing. And we would give thanks to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining with us today. Yes. For a while, I've had problems with my arm. When I got out of the hospital, I'm sticking. All week long, I've been able to use it without no fish at all. Praise the Lord. God is good. God is good. Thank you for coming today. Remember to praise God the other six days too. Amen. Good. He is worthy. Remember.
covers a multitude of sin, but His love forgives our sin, makes us white as snow. So let us receive the love of Christ today. Perhaps as never before.